Hello and welcome to the Perusia Hour. I'm Shabal Reish, your host, and uh, Rosary Pilgrimage Guide. Welcome to everyone who's joining us for the first time. Um, today is guest, and I'll, I'll talk about um, the good friends of mine, a very special um, story here, the power of God has in, in healing. Life doesn't always go to plan, and we might have big plans, you know, of our lives, and we know in early this year, 2020, there was a, a tragic incident of a children who got run over by a car, a high-speed car who was a drink driver, a drunk driver. And um, you never know, you, you hear this stuff on the news, you hear this stuff in movies and you think it doesn't happen to you, but happened to um, close friends of mine personally. But uh, when I saw uh, the news report and just saw um, the father's face on there and, and then the mother... And I thought, oh my goodness. Uh, and so we instantly went to prayer. And I, I can tell you, I don't think I've seen the world come together in prayer for this family like, like anything else. But Danny and Layla, um, who are one of the, the two parents, so there, um, there, there were four children that died, and three um, belonged to Danny and Layla. They are joining me live in the studio. So let's talk to them. And we're going to talk about the power the rosary played in their life during the healing process of this as well. So let's join and welcome them now. Thank you very much, Danny and Layla, for, for coming in. Thank you. Um, I thought, um, you know, this was an opportunity for us to unite in prayer through this pilgrimage and to show the power the rosary can have. And I, I know when I saw those news reports and watched uh, so many people turning up uh, at the spot where your children died, um, it was so powerful. And I'd like to maybe revisit that. I know it's, it's, it's always hard to go back and, and revisit it, but if we could maybe remind people who have not heard the story of what happened to your children... And then we can talk a bit about um, after as well. But could we start by um, yeah, no worries. Do you want to start telling us what happened that day? There was Saturday evening. Layla and I were leaving to a my cousin Elizabeth, her, her daughter's uh, 21st birthday. And all the family were going up. So we had someone to babysit the kids. So we had um, my kids, uh, Bridget's daughter, Veronique, uh, Rania and her kids all at my house. So it was a full house. There's about 11 children, like from the ages of probably two, three, till 13, all together. Anyway, we were getting ready and I told my kids to go for a walk and come back, go get some ice cream. It was really, it was a summer night, typical summer night. So I said, no worries. They went for a walk like they usually do. And, um, you know, a car was speeding and they the car hit, the kids on at 130 k's, and our wow. kids um, and Veronique, they died instantly at the at the at the near the golf club. So we came that night. We came straight away. We were one of the first people on the scene before the ambulance and everyone. How and did you get the news? Uh, or did you just walk my away? bell? My bell called, which is Rania's daughter. She rang up her mum, and we were leaving to the birthday, and. She runs out screaming, Dad, something's happened, something's happened. And Layla, she grabbed Layla, took her out of the car. She goes, come on, Danny. Layla jumped out of the car. Now I'm driving there around the corner thinking, you know, my son, Anthony, or Charbel, because there was two boys and all the rest mm -hmm. were girls. Mm -hmm. They must have done something stupid. They must have ran on the road and maybe been clipped by a car. That's what I'm thinking was the case. But when we arrived, it was carnage. It was like I stepped into a war zone. 
seeing your children and, you know, Bridget's daughter, my cousin's daughter. Yes. Um, you know, and Liana, Blood, Shabelle, Mabel, Carrie, and just seeing it, it was, it was crazy. And um, we witnessed that and uh, we saw them. I saw my kids that, that had passed away that day. They went to heaven, to God. So... Did you feel that right away? Like when you, I mean, initially there's a shock that hits and then there's a, sometimes it doesn't hit you till later or, or, or what's going on? Are you sort of I was, I saw, I saw my daughter, I saw my son, I saw Sienna, I saw Veronique and I knew they were gone. As soon as I saw them, I thought in my heart that they, they had been gone. And funny enough, what I did feel and I asked my daughter Liana and Mabel, what happened? They, they said to me, "Dad, we didn't get hit by the car. We felt a, we felt a gush of wind, before the car hit them." I said, "Really?" They go, "Yeah." Both of them said the same story. Mm -hmm. We got pushed. I personally think that that God took their spirits before they even got hit by the car, so they wouldn't suffer. Because yeah. that gush of wind hit my daughter and my bell, and hitting those kids at one hundred and thirty k's. These, these kids. To be conscious and alive, um, you know, I don't think they got hit by the car, and that's what that's what they're saying. So, I th I think that they God wouldn't have made them suffer through the accident, personally. So it's um, there is a the other boy Shabil who actually was in a coma for how many months was it? Uh, three months. Three months. Two months. Two months. Two months. Yeah. Now he actually described the same thing, didn't he? When he when he came was conscious again, did he describe a gush of wind? Is that correct? I think so. He couldn't remember the pain, or it was no, he doesn't remember again the gush of wind. This is consistent. Yeah, and and I know this is going to sound a bit. Um, there wasn't like I don't know how to say. It. I probably shouldn't say it. there wasn't any blood. Like it's like their heart stopped before. Um, there wasn't any the, blood. No, no. It's just uh, you know to go through that, and and even my father-in-law would say because he was in Lebanon mm -hmm. with the war, and he said, "Danny, it's uh, something. The Holy Spirit, something was there, and even I felt it was an eerie feeling there. And even I remember I looked at looked at my kids, and I just thought, being a dad, you know, your kids, you, you know, don't fall, catch them here, yes. you know, yes, exactly. you know, you're always that Protect. father, the protector, the provider, the you know, and that was the first time I I just surrendered to God in my whole life for these kids. I knew that this is bigger than what what I just felt. This is bigger than me. And as strong-headed male I am, <laughs> I just surrendered to God and said, "Lord God, I surrender to you." And that's that's what happened that night. And Layla was praying. She got on her knees, started praying the Our Father, the Hail Mary, wow. on oh, her at, knees. At the scene. At, where, when where she saw were. her kids. When I saw my kids, the way I saw them, my reaction was, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And there is people around me. I said, please, guys, let's pray. And then people were screaming, and I was looking at them thinking, no, there's nothing wrong with them. Let's just pray. And we're just praying because we believe God can... <laughs> Move mountains, and he can do wow. miracles. And at the end of the day, it's his will's gonna be done. So that's right. Our reactions was he surrendered to God, and I was praying. 
That's a it's amazing. I mean, most people would break down, um, and it takes it could. I mean, to turn to prayer instantly like that was was very special, beautiful, and a testimony to your faith you had. You would have had a relationship with God. <laughs> Up to this, um, I don't think this is us. I think this is glory to God, the Holy Spirit mm. who is in us. It's what worked at that time and protected us from... Um, he, he protected us and made us pray. And God doesn't leave us in this situation. He's always by our side. Well, it's funny yeah. because um, that was the 1st of February. So if you follow the Mass, I'm not sure if it's the Roman Catholic Mass, but the Maronite Mass... That's the week where the presentation of Jesus at the temple. Mm. That the first mass was announced at six p.m. at Our Lady of Lebanon and Saint Chabel, six p.m. Saturday night. And Simeon speaks to Mary and says, "There'll be a sword that will pierce your soul." My kids, they got hit by the car at ten to eight. As soon as they got hit by the car. The power went out at St. Charbel's. Really? Yeah, you can even see for the whole night when they got hit by the car. And and I just for think that Layla and I had experienced that, that piercing of the soul that Mary experienced with her son when we saw our kids in that in that carnage. We, we, we had drank a little bit from the, the same cup that, that Mary had drank from. The suffering, yes. Not the one suffering. child, not two, but three. Three kids. And you had, uh, you have six children, and so three went half, half, half right in one night. We lost half our children in, in, in just, just like, just like that, in the blink of an eye. To add to Daniel. And, and Veronica as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. niece. Yeah. Well, she's my cousin's daughter. She's practically okay. my, like a niece. Okay. Yeah, and you know the Lebanese how yeah. <laughs> cousins. Yeah. To add to Danny, Angelina had the dream of Saint Charbel a couple of years ago while we were in Lebanon, and he said to her, I love you and your family is blessed. And then that night, the, sh um, the electricity went out at St. Charbel Church. But when we said to us that dream, we thought we're blessed, as in our kids going to get older, they're going to get mm -hmm. married, we're going to have grandkids. But God's blessing different to our blessing as a human being. So maybe right. God's way of blessed, as in the kids are going to be in heaven with him and where we all belong. We don't belong in here. We belong in the eternal life. We belong in heaven. Right. Even That's Anthony, can I share with them what Anthony's... Yeah, of course. Wow. Anthony had a dream five years ago. He had a dream of Jesus. And Jesus said, what do you want to be? He goes, I want to be a saint. He goes, well, I'm going to take you, Angelina and Sienna. That was five years ago. Wow, and and I haven't shared. We haven't really shared it publicly, but uh, we, that when 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 those kids passed away, Layla reminded me because I remember that day she was crying. She left and went to the church to Our Lady of Lebanon. She goes, Anthony had a dream. I said, Layla, it's only a, I'm I'm a I'm very. Don't worry, it's only a dream. You know, like Layla's very sensitive with dreams, and um, yeah, we it was you know, and five years later when that happened, we remembered. Do you remember what Anthony said five years ago? And, it was, yeah. So I went to church, I went to confession, I prayed, I stayed back, prayed my rosary, lit a candle, I prayed from all my heart, and I said, please, God, I rebuke that dream, keep it away from us, because as a parent, to accept the fact you're going to lose your kids, it's impossible, you know, like, so yeah. I prayed 
So the dream doesn't come true. And then five years later, God took our kids, Anthony, Angelina, Sienna, to a better place. And he left us with the cross of missing our kids. But then what's giving us the strength is when I read um, the imitation of Jesus Christ. Yes. And Jesus say, um, if you want to follow me, carry your cross. And that makes us realize that we're actually carrying our cross and following Jesus Christ's footstep. That's right. It, it, it's... um. It's a reminder we all hear about um, that, that passage in the Bible, to carry a cross every day, and we don't let it sink in. Okay, what cross does that mean? And we might think of uh, you know, a hard day at work or a, a little bit of stress here or there or traffic or some sort of insignificant type of thing. But to, a cross is a cross. A cross is carrying something that's going to be it, – it's, it's painful, very hard to get through, and, and what more pain than losing our children like this? We lost half our family and – only by the grace of God, he's probably carrying us at the moment because yes. without him, I don't, I don't think we'd be alive, to be quite honest, because it's devastating. Yeah, we are surviving. Surviving. Yeah. The, there's images right now on the screen, those who are watching. Um, that's the beautiful family. Um, and there is a, I encourage, um, there is a great documentary in a blink of an eye um, that you did with Channel 7 and... Um, and that really covers in detail, and I encourage everyone to do it. What I would like to now sort of focus on is the response from the community immediately after. So you were both <coughs> drawn to prayer. I remember the first clip I saw of, of Danny first um, when you described your kids and you talked about Kobe Bryant or it was just yeah. passed away like that. that um, was it that week or that day? He had passed away that week. That week. And um, we played... I mean, Anthony loved basketball. He started to love it more. The whole summer he played it. And then it was his first week of basketball. That's where we went to the story of St. Mary's Cathedral. Yes. We got to Sydney Grammar half an hour early. Half an hour early for some reason. And I looked at St. Mary's the day Cathedral. Of the accident. That was the no, day of the accident. Morning. And then we went and we prayed the rosary. We didn't pray together this time. He said, I want to do it myself. I said, wow. We went in, we prayed the rosary. And there was St. Anthony of Padua the statue in St. Mary's Cathedral. I said, Dad, you know, I named you, a month of June is the month of St. Anthony of Padua. And I said, I named after your, my dad and I dedicated this name to you. And then I shared with him the cathedral, how they built this for the glory of God, to honour God. He was, he was, you know, very happy to see that. And then he said, Dad, I want to play this game in honour of Kobe Bryant. And he had the best game he ever had in his wow. whole, whole basketball career. Wow. Scoring goals and everything, yeah. So you have, yeah, Matt, you described each of your children, you know, it was quite beautifully. Um, and there, there they are on the screen. There's Veronique. Uh, yeah, the and Veronique. <laughs> full She's of beautiful. life. Um, and there's Anthony. The, as you described, he played his yeah. best basketball game that day. And, and he's the one that said, I want to be a saint. Yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, just amazing. So... And then this is what I think shocked the world. Uh, we, we start thinking of, um, okay, the, the, who was this driver, the drunk driver? And that's when we saw Layla on the, on, on the uh, TV and you said, I forgive him. And I think that really shocked the world because we don't understand the idea of forgiveness. It's like, hang on, how can you forgive the man who killed your children? Let's, uh, naturally speaking, and there it is now, that's what I'm referring to, you forgive him. Can you tell us? Was that was that the first thing that came? And how angry were you at the time? Of course, and 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 uh, and then when did you realize 
I forgive him. At that moment, Liana was at the surgery. She was having her surgery. So um, I went to the site, and the first thing I did, I kneeled down and prayed where Anthony was laying down. Our Father, Hail Mary, O my Jesus. And I did the same for Angelina, and the same for Sienna, and the same for Charbel, and the same for Veronique. So um, I was rep I was repeating the Our Father, Hail Mary, O my Jesus, for every child. And they said to me, the media, I want to speak with you. And I said, okay, what do you want me to say? And they said, whatever you feel like saying. Mm -hmm. That's why I started by talking about our family, because we always, Danny and I, believe that we're blessed with six kids. Yes. So I said, Danny and I are blessed to have six kids. We have Anthony, Angelina, Liana, Sienna, Alex, and Michael. And when you talk about your family, you flow because... At that moment, you don't even know what you're talking about. And when you talk about your family, it, it comes natural because mm -hmm. that's what you do all the time. So we said how we focused on um, reading the Bible, teach them, teach them how to pray their rosary. We used to tell our kids, you want to be an A student? You know, um, show me when you read your Bible. Tell me stories mm -hmm. that I don't know. And then they said, the driver. And I said, I think in my heart I forgive him. But we do want the court to be fair. And I think God has moved my lips at that time, you know, because we constantly were saying, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass yes. against us. And it wasn't planned. Point. So God has moved our lips and brought that word out at that moment because after that, I don't remember what I said and mm. I didn't realize how much impact it's going to have on the world. That's so true. Um, we are... Yeah, you know, in the world we want we want what's just and we want what what's fair, but we also this idea and, and on a human level, you know, and this is now just naturally people have this idea we want we want to pay back or we want to we want to get back to to those who who do wrong to us and um, the Christian way is radically different to what the world thinks and and you remind us in the Our Father, um, forgive us our trespasses, our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And Sherbert, sorry, it rocks you know, you, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. You know how Danny described it as a carnage? It was like a war zone. It, and as as, well, as I was praying from one station to the other, mm -hmm. I felt the steps were so heavy. And I was seeing in my head, you know, when Jesus, passion of Jesus Christ, yes. how he was carrying the cross and everyone was, the, how they were, um, how he was bleeding. And it felt like I'm walking down stations of the cross. That's why I said it felt like walking down stations of the cross. And as I'm seeing these scenes, I saw the scene of when Jesus was on the cross and he said, forgive them, Father. Yes. As, um, they know not what they do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then I saw the scene as well of Mary Magdalene when, when they were throwing her to stone. And he said, he's without you, let them throw the first stone. So these scenes were coming to my head as I was walking because each step was so heavy. And that's wow. why as well... After the media, they said, Leila, what do you want to do? And we asked for Stations of the Cross on the scene. And the priest came and everyone and the whole community the came together, cross. did the wow. Stations of the Cross with us. And then we did again, what else do you guys want to do? We said the rosary, that the whole community gathered whole together. Community. Yeah. Is this the, the night of uh, or no, the No, this day? was the next day. The next day. And there was 10 days till the funeral. We had done it about half a dozen times, I think. This is within the week leading to the, the funeral. The whole week there was, and then after the funeral, every Friday we had a, there was a few hundred coming to the memorial where the tragedy was and we'd be praying the rosary. And it wasn't, it wasn't just, it was all walks of life. It yeah, was tell the, us about it that was, because everyone you know, It was atheists, 
there was Muslims, there was Christians, there were Catholics, there, and we all came united. And it was like um, there was a lot of walls that had fallen down, and everyone came unity of love and compassion. It was beautiful. I've never seen nothing like that. And I remember Monsignor Shaw said it to me. He said, Danny, think about this year. The churches were all closed for COVID all around the world. And I think in the Maronite faith, our Good Friday was was the, the tragedy, the death of your children. And the Resurrection Sunday was the funeral because we even got uh, feedback from Channel 7 that was their most watched, the funeral was their most watched live event in Channel 7's history, more than the Royal Wedding. There was wow. 13, 13 to 15 million viewers online that had watched it. So there wasn't an Easter Sunday, was there? So, and then, mm. the yeah, so it was um, God, you know, fortunately and unfortunately on this earth, you know, our kids were, were you know, used for his glory. You know, and it's it's hard in this part of the world, but we can um, we we honor we want to honor God through this as well. Yeah, the the rosary played a key role in uniting people in prayer, um, and and it's it's hard like uh, to to mourn and to what what do you do? And 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 so it's amazing. Our Lady, when she presents this idea, this prayer of the rosary, it's so simple. It's repetitive. It has the, the mysteries of the rosary, the, the, the life of Christ, as you described, the station of the cross. You've got the carrying of the cross and you've got the simian, which is, these are all mysteries of the, in the rosary. And then you have people from all walks of life just following on. I really wanted to make sure you guys came in on and to, to show us the power of the rosary because with a tragedy like that and the healing, if I can call it healing, that came from the rosary and then the witness that it made for all walks of life. And so... People may not understand what the rosary is. They might think, oh, it's just a thing, worshipping Mary, or, or it's, it's taken out of context, or it's, it's vain repetitions. But you've experienced now, um, especially that week, but then weeks after, the power it has. Um, can you tell us a bit more about um, the significance of what the rosary played? Um, before the tragedy, I used to have a little speaker. I'd put it in the hallway and I'd play Mother Angelica. So yeah, my kids would fall asleep every night with Mother Angelica's rosary. <laughs> and they'd always, funny enough, I'd see they'd all fall asleep on the fifth decade. And even my kids, they're four and five, Alex and Michael. Dad, I want to pick my favourite rosary at night. And they go to wow. YouTube and they we, we listen to the rosary as we're sleeping. <laughs> and it's a it's it's a meditative, meditative prayer. Um, it's repetition, yes, but the Psalms were as well. Jesus yep. knew the Psalms off by heart and he repeated the mm -hmm. prayers of the Psalms. So we we find that that's that's the, the medita meditation of you know that, that repetition. It just comes into your subconscious mind and it's it helps us. And even Patricia Thomas said the best the science behind the rosary for grievers is it's the best form of prayer, especially if you're grieving. Yeah, well, they, they, why, do you know why? Because of um, I don't know the science fully. She 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 explained it to me, and I, she's away at the moment. I was ringing mm. her today to to find out, but they reckon it's it it helps through grieving, just that the holding of the bead yeah. and 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 that that prayer, and it's the most beautiful prayer. It's it's so maternal with mm. Mary. Mm. It, it's it's helped us so much. I think it just when when we're feeling we've got anxiety, or when I'm feeling down or angry, I just pray the rosary and. I feel like I come out on the other side 
a different person. This is it's um, interesting. It's such a, a humble prayer. It's such a like it's it is simple that you have an Our Father, Hail Mary. You know, you repeat it, and it's not too complex. Uh, but it's so powerful. Um, yeah. Layla, do you want to share? Your, yeah. Your, I love, 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 love the rosary. It is one of my most favorite prayer, and it is one of the easiest uh, prayer. So when I'm in the car, I don't need to pull any books. I just have to pull out my rosary and say, come on, kids, let's pray. Our Father, Hail Mary. And um, it takes you to that. Mo- it, it just brings you so you're in the moment. You feel the peace of God. And... Um, Repetition is not a bad thing. The fact that you're repeating a prayer, it becomes part of your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Then at a moment of um, despair or a moment of vulnerability or a moment of shock, this is when it just comes natural to you. Like At that wow. moment, wow. when I couldn't talk yes. to God, what am I going to say? Thank you, God, for taking my kids. It's impossible, you know. The only thing I could say was, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy yes. name. You know, so it's a very powerful prayer. We used to pray in the car all the time, you know, on the way to school. And even sometimes when I'm um, running late to activities, I say, kids, let's pray and see how we'll end up getting on time. So we pray and sometimes we get on time. And it became vice versa. When I'm starting to stress because I'm running late, my kids would say, mom, why you stress? Calm down and start praying and see how, how we'll get on time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And wow. uh, blink of an eye shared every day of Sienna. I go, Sienna, we only have seven minutes to make it to school. And she goes, seven minutes? I said, yes. And she goes, okay, let's pray. And she was praying in the car and we made it on time. <laughs> so it's an easy prayer. Yes. And yet it's a very powerful prayer. And even the Our Father, someone came up to me and said, do you think Jesus likes it when you repeat the same words? Mm. And I said, it's a good point. Let's go through the Our Father and see if it's really a repetition or no. And if you notice, we say, give us this day our daily bread. We don't say, give us our daily, give us our bread, you know. That's right. So every day, it's this day. Every day, it's a daily day, you know. That's right. And That's it can right. be at this moment. So really, it's a, it's a prayer that should be prayed on a daily basis if you think about each word in it because yes. we're meant to think about every word mean every word or we can't really pray it That's so good. and um, my kids they loved it Angelina sometimes used to pray with the rosary in her hand and there is a, one day um, a week before the accident she prayed two rosaries in one day so um, and how old uh, was she's she? 11 12. 11 I mean yeah. she'd fall asleep in her bed and she'd have the rosary in her hand and she'd be asleep Feel that. she's in her bed so that's amazing. The rosary was probably our key prayer in our household. Yeah. And um, even when Layla fell pregnant, every, I don't know if I shared it with you, but every time she had fallen pregnant, I would pray 40 rosaries in 40 days when we found okay. out. And then when the baby was born, another 40 rosaries in 40 days. And that's... Um, it's symbolic, it, isn't it's, it? 40. For, for us, it was like there was 80 rosaries for every child. Yes. That was dedicated to them, you know, when they were born on the fortieth day of their, and it was something we just, we just, we did naturally. It was. Yeah. Um, you never learned that from anywhere. You no, it was something I decided to to do with God and Layla and I. And Layla would say, I'd always, you know, talk to her and say, Layla, pregnant again? She goes, Yeah, and <laughs> I'd pray those those just to sort of a to thank God, you know, and 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 have Mother Mary involved. My son son Alex is five years old, and every time we pray the rosary in the car, he actually say um, a full decade. So um, 
Five years old. Five years old. Isn't that great? So So, you're never too young to start this prayer. Yeah. So if any advice I can give any parents, start your kids, start praying with your kids as early as you can, even if it's a day old, because they'll pick it up. And when they are three, four, five, they'll be actually participating in the rosary and they'll pick it up. Amen. It gives us the foundation, isn't it? If we can start early, it's something they know very early on in life and they can always refer back to it. It's certainly worked in my life too, the rosary from those early years. Fell away and came back to the rosary. Mm. Amazing. Um, now, I really hope people are getting the message here, the power the rosary has. Um, and if you're watching this and you, you've got questions and you, you are still struggling, please take take a chance to, to understand. Give it a shot and, and pray. Now, we have um, many people who are not Catholic who are coming um, there, there are people who have not prayed it before in their lives and they're just curious, what is this rosary about? And there are many, many people who are familiar with the rosary but maybe have um, it's, it, they've gone dry. It, you know, it, it can be a little bit uh, boring or um, it, it's just been dry, empty. Um, they haven't really um, gotten much out of it lately uh, and they're struggling with it. And there, there's some genuine um, comments we're getting of people struggling with the rosary. What tips do you have um I mean, do you struggle with the rosary sometimes? I mean, is it normal to struggle with the rosary? Tell us a bit about your experience and then what tips can we do to help sort of revitalise it again? Um, As a child, I grew up on my rosary. So talking Mm -hmm. since I was a child, I used to love it so much that I became addicted to it. So I would Mm -hmm. pray three rosaries in one day and I couldn't have enough of it. But then after I got married and I, I had kids, Obviously, I didn't pray as much. I go on and off. And I always have to say, Leila, you need to get back into it. You need Mm -hmm. to pray. And um, of course, as a human being, it's natural not to pray on a daily basis and to get distracted. But we can always remind ourselves to get back onto it and to make an effort for it, an effort to pray. Um, It doesn't come that easy, but it's the choice we make in life. What do we want? Do you want to focus on our body or do you want to focus on your soul? So if we want to focus on our soul, it's important to pray, read your Bible, make time for God. And, That's um, right. Yeah. That's right. Very I think good. with the rosary, you, you notice, like I've got friends, they Google, oh, what's the best way to keep me calm? And mm-hmm. They go for meditation. They look at, you know, different ways to meditate and, yes. and clear your head and this. But the rosary is the pinnacle of keeping calming your body and and. You know, especially in, in today's society, it's such a rat race. It, can, it slows everything down. You become very present in that moment. And it's it's not easy. It's a, it's a struggle, but but because it's not because of the rosary, it's because of how we live our lives. Yes. But if we can do the rosary, that's the best form for me. I, I think it's it's a medita- meditation. Like, yeah, so. That's so true. We, and, we turn to all forms of meditation. People run to all forms of meditation. Yeah. But we've got it here. It's in front yeah. of us. Well, I don't know yeah. why we're looking further, because once you repeat it and, and your head become you, you're clear and and you're just really listening to the words, "Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee," and just listening to the words and, and clearing your mind and, and focusing on prayer. Mm-hmm. That's the for me. It's it, it calms me down, and it um, helps me focus better. So, just amazing. Um, I, I really I'm excited about this this pilgrimage because people are going to discover it for the first time. And something that for so long you might think, oh, this is just, oh, what is this prayer about? Why, why do I need to do it? You hear all sorts of, of, of issues. And, of course, it can be hard at times, especially if, say, you want to make a commitment to one a day and then it gets to the end of the day and you're tired and, oh, I, I want to do it. And 
So then, uh, you, you know, it gets hard when you miss a day or two. But but when you give it time and give it priority and you actually stop and and enter into it, wow, it is it is. It is oh, so it powerful. is. It is. If you can um, make that time, it's. I, I do it as soon as I wake up. Yeah, wow. As soon as I wake up, it's the best time for, for me to pray the rosary. You know, I might be brushing my teeth, and as soon as I put my clothes on, I'll start. I'll grab it, and and I'll be. You yes. know, sometimes I can sit down. Sometimes I don't have time. I can. You know, I'll be doing something in the kitchen, but I have it in my hand. Yes. And praying, then I jump in the car and I pray the yeah. next decade, and the thir- second decade, third decade, and then I might stop. Yep. Have a coffee with someone and then jump in the car, the fourth decade and the fifth decade. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to just sit in one spot. If you can't do that, that's fine, you mm-hmm. know, as long as it's next to you and yes. you're saying it, you know. Yeah, very so, good. Start with a decade and then that decade can be prayed throughout the day, another decade, another decade. Before yeah. you know it, yeah, you, you've done five and then maybe 20 depending on, yeah, on, um, yeah how, how you do it. Wow. Um this is this has been very moving. I I, I want to. There's some beautiful stories that you've shared about. I mean, you you are both convinced, and and I'm now convinced. I mean, we we tend not to sort of jump the gun in the Catholic Church to say someone is in heaven, but it's pretty. We're pretty confident with these children and the way you describe them and the signs. There's so many beautiful stories you can share. You know they're there, and you Absolutely. call upon them, and you feel their presence. Can we maybe remind people? I mean, it, we are made for eternity, and and you haven't, you may not be with your children on earth, but but you do feel a strong connection, knowing that they're in heaven. And Jesus said, "Let the children come to me. It is for those that the kingdom of heaven belongs." Mm. So all children, you know, automatically they're going to go straight to heaven because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Yes. And He asked us to become like a child in order for us to enter the kingdom right. of heaven. Mm. So what? How how you this conviction you have they are in heaven. There was some significant there are some moments. Beautiful. I probably share with maybe you. We could share just maybe a couple. Um, of the, look, yeah. I, look. I think for us there was some. You know, God is a numerical God. He's all about numbers, and <laughs> and he leaves signs uh, through numbers. And I think for us that there was uh, the day, the obviously the presentation of Jesus at the temple. Yes, the, the scriptures that happened that weekend. Um, there was they were they they got hit by the car. That's when Saint I think Saint Therese came that day and landed in. Um, yeah, the in relics. Sig- that's yes, right. Yes, the relics yeah. came that day. Oh, and if you look at her quote about how she dreams to have little saints, in um, yeah, well, you know, to, to work for God. And we read that the first of the second twenty twenty. If you split the numbers and add them up, two plus two plus two plus one is seven. So that's the number of completion yes. for, for God. My firstborn plus my secondborn plus my fourthborn, there's another seven. Layla's age plus my age is 77. <laughs> if you add the three kids' age, uh, 33. My son Alex, Anthony, Angelina and Sienna, if you add the ages together, it equals to 33. Age of Jesus when he died. Yes, and Veronique, 12 as well. So and it's um, so they're, they're the numbers. And that, that week between the 1st and the 10th, there was they, the five. My kids prayed on the Feast of the Epiphany on January 6th. We, so we all prayed. I think it was January 5th. The, they, they'd done that prayer at midnight. And they prayed that wow. the bushfires would go out. Yes. That week... 
in Sydney, they reckon the dams got filled. It was a drought. That's right. The dams got filled. The longest drought. The the bushfires, pretty much 90% were gone. So God blesses the land after something that happens. Yeah, they hadn't seen rain in Sydney, in, in New South Wales like that, in 25 years that the rain was that heavy. So all the fires went out and everything. So there, there, there's signs that, that we believe um, God was had left. that day? I'm just trying to – are, are you saying it was that day? What, what day? The 1st of February was when it was so hot. Yes. And they said there wasn't going to be rain till March, April, right. May. There's That's no, right. We're in a disaster. That. Bushfires are going. After the 1st of February, it rained from the 2nd the next to day. the 9th. And it didn't stop. There you go. And, and I remember it, and that. Yeah, yeah to, and it didn't stop. There was uh, they reckon they hadn't seen rain like that since nineteen ninety five. Yeah, the there was floods and everything. And they then and then the tenth the of February was the funeral. The rain stopped. <laughs> they said it's gonna be raining that day, but but we had no rain. The rain stopped. Even I can share with you the first time I went to view my kids. Um, oh, we yeah. got there. Okay. And we were very nervous. So the lady said, give me 10 minutes while I get them ready. So I sat on the stairs. I closed my eyes and I said, Heavenly Father, I'm going to see the kids laying down inside. I need you to give me strength so I can walk in. And the lady said, okay, they are ready for you guys to come in. So I stood and I said, guys, I can feel the kids are walking with me. Let's walk in peace. We're only going to see their body, but the kids are not in there. So we walked in. We all held hands, and we tried to include Anthony, Angelina, and Sienna. And we prayed, one our Father, Hail Mary, and my Jesus for Anthony. And we did the same for Angelina. And then we were saying, our Father, Hail Mary. And as we got to my Jesus, Sienna formed a tear on her right hand side. She started shedding a tear. And this is four days after the yeah. The lady at White Lady. And the funeral. tear came on her cheek, and it stopped here. And the lady who was with us from the white lady funeral, obviously wow. she's not as strong in her faith and I don't know if she is. She said um, in 25 years I've, I've never seen anything like that. In no, her. I mean, you don't shed a tear once you've passed away. Especially yeah. on the fourth four day. Four days later. Yeah, she shed a tear, um, wow. Sienna. And with the age, that was um, when we were in Rockwood. And then we looked up and we said, God, give us a sign. We've been talking about you all that time. Don't leave Mm. us here. Mm. And someone said, have you looked at the kids' age? was 33. And then when you see the four crosses, like three crosses, that was the resurrection. It's the Calvary. Yes. So we saw the death of Jesus and we saw the resurrection in the midst of what happened. We've even had a lady um, we've been talking to constantly. She had a dream. I I won't do it in detail, but... Sienna appeared in her dream and said, you breathe funny, and touched her chest and left. She's um, had respiratory problems for 12 years or something, and now she's been healed. She goes, Danny, I don't have to take my medication anymore. Since that dream? Yeah. Since that dream. So, and it's... Um, wow. And she's not Catholic. It's been about... She's Greek wow. Orthodox. Orthodox. She lives in Newcastle. We don't even know her. <laughs> and um, we, I've never even met her. We've just spoken on the phone. And she goes, I don't... She goes, your daughter... She, she, and so we don't know... Where, where this is going to end up and we're just praying that we be reunited with them more yes. importantly for for us it's uh, it's given me a you know I've, I, I'm in love with hmm. Christ the Catholic Church but I'm all the more in love now my kids are in heaven waiting for me and it's wow. not easy I'm, no. yeah, I'm not going to lie to you it's, of course life is miserable 
um, it's very hard to get up in the morning. Um, we're, we're all called, and it makes you realize that, that Christ really means that we're all here to suffer on this earth. It's what you do with that suffering. That's what, that's what you, yes, you either turn your back on God or you join forces with God and find a greater good. And that's where we're focusing. Our focus is there. So one day we can be reunited with our kids in heaven, uh, all of us, the whole family. And that's wow. what we pray. If this anything I can say in the midst of it, um, I still love God so much, more than ever. I can't get upset from him. And um, that pain is a very strong pain. It's heartbreaking. We actually, before, we used to love life. Now we're just existing, like we're not mm. living anymore. But what's keeping us going, it's um, the power of our faith, the strength of the rosary. And... Um, yeah. yeah, that's Sorry. powerful. Yeah, the rosary has helped us a lot. And Let's yeah. talk... Um, we only got a few minutes left here, um, and uh, we'll invite people to join us uh, for the rosary. We'll be praying a, a rosary, the glorious mysteries today, um, the resurrection, you know, first glorious mystery. But your, can I learn a bit, just a bit about your faith before this incident, and now your faith, your relationship with God? Now it sounds like you had a relationship before this happened, so that's pretty clear. But how has that relationship now, through this tragedy? Transform some people, it pushes them away from God. Some people, they'll they'll just give up on God. They'll be so angry with God, and then then just turn away. But it the opposite's happened in both your lives. Yeah. It's catapulted. But God's words are clear in the Bible. He mm. said to us that we all are gonna die, so we can be mm. reunited in heaven. He promised us that our life belongs in heaven, don't belong in here. So if we can accept death. That will make it easier for us that we all are going to die one day. Yes. But the question is, are we ready to see God? Are we prepared to face Him? Are we living every day as if it's our last day? You know, people ask me, Leila, do you see the world ending? Our world can end at any time because we don't know when we're going to die, when we're going to see God. So let's live every day prepared to meet Him. And no one knows when our world will end and that world, that world will end except God. So um, if we can accept God, accept death, that will make it easier for us. And God and Jesus said, if you want to follow me, carry your cross. So every time we have a cross, if we can see us following Jesus Christ, will make it easier for us. He didn't promise us that we're going to have a good life on this earth and we're going to live forever. And mm. he promised us that our life is an eternal life. And time goes so fast. Time goes in a blink, in, in a blink of an eye. So, um, yeah, yeah I guess. Very good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Did you want to add I'd to that? Yeah, your, your faith, your, your love for God. And My, look, the, I loved God. Yes. And I think I said it to you beforehand. Yes. And um, you, you know how much you love God in a time of crisis. That's why love is suffering. It is. Mm. Love is suffering. You only know how much you love someone or God when you go through a time of suffering. So that's the thing, and you know, if everyone had the attitude, even with your partners or with anyone, that you look at your partner and say, "I want you to be my suffering." That's how much I love you, or your your relationship with God and the church and the sacraments. You'll you'll know you'll always be there. The, the relationship would be long. If there's an expectation that I need this, if you, I love you, if you give me this and you give me that, it'll it'll fizzle out through fire. So. Wow. That's that's one thing I've learned. 
love yeah. Lo- love um love is that self sacrifice it's about the other and it is it's not a, it's not about ourselves it's about others and yes it's hard um but we pick up our cross every day and follow Christ because we love him absolutely and, yeah yeah amen is there any final words we we now uh, coming to the close uh, like what would be people are watching this uh, this People are still probably confused. How can you forgive that man, or or how could you still love God? There are many people who are just moved by your faith, your uh, peace, your forgiveness. Um, you know, okay, life is tough right now. We've got the pandemic. There's so much going on. We've had what a year it's been. The fires, the floods. Yeah. We've had the pandemic. We're still in it. Um, COVID. There's still churches locked down. People are still locked at home. Even in 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 a country like Australia, we've got. Um, uh, Victoria and yeah. now in the Middle East, there's suffering all over the world. There's still uh, poverty. There's there's so much going on. There's corruption in 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 certain areas of leadership. There's you name it. I mean, it's just almost like wherever you turn, there's a problem. Wherever you turn, there's some. I think uh, it's fair to say um, it's not heaven on earth right now. We're kidding ourselves if we think um, this no. is heaven. No. <laughs> but what would with what would you say? How do we? What hope can you give those who feel right now hopeless? Real now, they feel okay. Um, is this the end, like of, of the world? Is this? I mean, it, you know, people are just losing. They're in despair. They're losing hope. What final message can we give people out there really confused and suffering? I think with hope, there there is hope, and. You know, whatever's happening outside, you pray. Mm-hmm. But make sure your household is heaven. And, you know, by by giving your kids faith, pointing them to heaven, mm. sharing them love and forgiveness and making sure that, that your household's okay, money will come and go. Like for us, COVID hasn't even shaken me, mm. you know. Lebanon touched me and I broke my heart and I pray for the yeah. people there. But you can find that we, we as Christians through... The difference, the difference between us Catholics and the rest of the world is through grief and trauma, we've got hope Yes. for the next life. This life is temporary. Everything we're going through now is very, very temporary. It's how you respond to these temporary sufferings. I think that's important. You yeah, know? very good. Very um, good. I would say keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. And um, he showed us how to live our life by actions, not by words. So um, let's all follow his footstep and compare our suffering to his, which it doesn't even compare. You can't even compare these two. And if that world is meant to be so peaceful and happy place, none of us would have to die. So we just are spirits who are passing this world, experiencing how it's like to be human. It's not otherwise. So just focus on your spirits, focus on God, Focus on Jesus and remember that that world is so temporary and it's only passing by. And we don't belong in here. We belong in God. We belong in heaven with God, Jesus, Mother Mary and all the saints. And where else would you rather be, you know? So much to look forward to, isn't there? There is. Great reminder today. Um, The kids has made death for us look so beautiful and something we actually are looking forward to. We're not scared of anymore. Now now I can understand when when Peter and Paul or all the other disciples and the the early church were racing to Rome to preach the gospel and didn't care about 
They didn't care about death. losing their life. They and were ready that's to die how we feel it. for us. We always say, and I think a saint has said it. I don't know which saint. I think the greatest hour of your life would be the hour of your death. Yes. And that's that's what it takes. That's what it means to be a, a Christian or a Catholic. That's Amen. the greatest hour. So yeah, Saint to, Francis. To, to reunite, dying, you are born to eternal life. And is, that, it's like is it Saint Francis that said it? Door of death. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, there's many that have talked about that, but yeah, he's one that comes to my mind. Wow. Yeah, death yeah. is at, death is now. Before it was in the corner of my eye, somewhere there. Yes. Now it's just at my doorstep, and I'm not afraid of it. I feel, I, I'm, you know, want my kids to grow and become independent, and I'd love to be a grandfather, and then. That day would be the happiest day of my life when I know I'll be reunited in heaven with my family and Mary and Jesus and all the saints. Beautiful. And that's that's it. That's what we are. This is our family. It, it's the church. It's all of us united and we'll be reunited all in heaven. So let's look forward to that, the wedding feast of the Lamb, the banquet that's waiting for everyone. Everybody's invited. And that's what gives us joy and hope and, and uh, peace. So. Amen. Thank you very, very much Thank for coming so in much. today. Thank you for sharing. Um, and is it, I mean, people may feel moved. I've I, I actually been personally getting emails. Please send my regards to Danny and Layla. Please send my, and it's just so interesting. Um, when when the story reaches so many people, they're all people who are just trying to send a message here. We're praying for you and just know that there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people praying for you uh, and your children. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so we much. want to thank everyone for their prayers and their thoughts because we probably feel it in the community and the yes. church. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're very humbled by everyone reaching out and, and praying for us. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much.